This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. on top of their head wasn't noticeable enough so they got a big box on top of their head it's kind of like the old boy who's just trying to have a competition who could carry the biggest King James Bible to church my Bible's bigger than your Bible (laughs) my necktie's bigger than your neck well that's, that's not a sign of spirituality that's not a sign of faithfulness to God that's not something that changes people's lives and a bigger phylactery and a broader what does the scripture say there in verse number four, five? They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. The border of their garment was designed to make, it had some spiritual rep, uh, uh, representations. And so they want to make sure that people saw how big their phylacteries were and how broad their, the borders of their garments were. Because they felt like if I could have a bigger border or a bigger phylactery then surely I can gain more prominence in the sight of people Jesus says silly silly but we watch folks and you know people who use their religion as a tool for enterprise don't do that there's opportunities to enterprise but we don't come to church just so we can have more personal promotion or power or praise and these guys, they used all kinds of different tools. They had bigger, they tried to have bigger phylacteries and borders of their garments. Verse number six, and loved the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues. They thought they thought their their spirituality and the purpose that they were going to church, the purpose they were doing things in the name of God, was so that they could have a place of prominence at a special seat. They could be honored at a party. He said, "Don't do that." You'll become a sermon illustration. Verse number 7, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Rabbi literally means mighty one. And I'll just tell you, anybody, anybody with any monicum of pride likes it when somebody says, man, you're the man. But they got to the place where they expected and demanded people to refer to them as Rabbi. And Jesus said, don't you do that. Because what you've, your, pur- your purpose in faith, your purpose in reading the Bible, your purpose in being faithful is not so you can be esteemed to a higher place. Don't do that. Don't let folks call you rabbi. He said, because, verse number 8, but be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master. Even Christ and all ye are brethren. Jesus gives us the Spirit. He says, look, Jesus is the Christ and you guys are brethren. You guys are brethren. It's it's not my place to make a church subservient to their rabbi. It's not my place to make the church subservient to their father. I just got to get a ring, Father Cody. (laughs) No ring at all. It's kind of funny. When you're out and about with people and you're the pastor of the church, uh, 
and you're out with folks that aren't familiar with the way we do things, well, sometimes I'm Reverend Sturgill, which makes me want to cringe. If you knew me, I'm not very reverend. But I don't, you know, if somebody calls me reverend, it's no big deal. But I, I go back to this passion, I'm like, don't, I'm not reverend. Pastor's good because pastor is a servant. But reverend, here's another one. One day, I actually, it was over a series of days, I was working with his family. The lady had passed away. She's part of our church. And the lady was a godly lady. I loved her. She was so wonderful. Her and her husband. Her sister who took care of all the arrangements. She was a sweet, precious person. She really was. But she had spent years and years in another church. And it was, uh, I, I'm not even going to say, I can't remember for sure. She spent all these years in church. But she was. she saw the size of our church. And for over a week, I was bishop. Bishop Sturgill. <laughs> I said, I'm not Bishop. I said, I said, you can call me Cody. You can call me Pastor Cody. You can call me anyway. But she, she just kept slipping and calling me Bishop Sturgill. Bishop. She said, I'm sorry. If you was in my church, you'd be a bishop. <laughs> but I'm not a bishop. I've yet to be called consistently Father Sturgill. But uh, it could happen, I guess. But Jesus forbids these things. I'll show you. Here's what it's, People like titles, do they not? And honestly, if you're called up aspiring to get some title, you do not deserve or need that position. If you yearn for to be called something, you are not ready to be that something. I'll just have you know that's how it is. If your burden is to be called, if I could only be called pastor, then it, no, it wouldn't be. Everything wouldn't be all right. You know, the, the title is irrelevant. The title is actually something that can be a device of Satan. And Jesus says, these guys that have become the sermon illustration, they want to be called rabbi, they want to be called master, they want to be called father, they want to be called bishop. He says, but don't do it, don't fall for it. Because it's just a title and it doesn't help you. Verse number 8. Be, ye not, be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ. And all ye are brethren. Just don't forget, y'all are brethren. We're on the same page here. We're all brothers in Christ. The Bible says in verse number 8, 9. And call no man your father upon the earth. Do you hear that? Jesus forbids it. Father, nothing. There's your heavenly father. Now, that's not a forbidding that dad, calling him dad, calling him I have a father. He's here tonight. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't look at some man as your father. Spiritually speaking like that. Don't Father's not an appropriate title, but they loved it. They loved it. The Bible says in verse number 10, Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Number six. The sixth way to become a sermon illustration is exalt yourself. Exalt yourself. 
The Bible says that the greatest among you shall be your servant. How do, how do we get exalted in the work of Christ? When we bend down and wash feet. When we care more about others' needs than our own. When we become servants. When I graduated from Crown College, I got something really neat. I cherish it because it is the spirit that I want to have. When I walked across the platform, I got some honors. It was wonderful. Thank the Lord. It was great. But as I walked across the platform and received my diploma, bachelor's degree in pastoral studies, I got my diploma and I got handed a towel. How many of you got a towel when you, when you graduated from college? I got a diploma and I got a towel. You know what the towel was for? Because I was supposed to leave that place and I was to be a servant. I was to take a towel and wash people's feet and clean people's wounds and hear people's needs and love and help folks because that's what Jesus intended for his servants to do. And these Pharisees, they were interested in being called bishop and master and rabbi and having big religious symbols. They had zero interest in helping anybody else. He says, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, serve, be a servant. And he says it like this as he concludes, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. If you seek promotion and exaltation, if you want to be the big man on campus, spiritually speaking, and in God's eyes, it won't be long until you are nothing. You exalt yourself, you'll be abased. But he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Do you aspire to greatness? I'm not lying. I'm not going to be lying. Not in church, not while I'm preaching. I want to be great. I really do. I want to be great in the eyes of God. I want my life to count. But I'll have you know something. It won't count as I'm trying to look apart or demand a title. My life won't count as long as I'm trying to put people under my thumb and my control. My life won't count like that, but I'll tell you how my life can count. If I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll get in the trenches and I'll serve other people and esteem others greater than myself, then I have the opportunity for greatness in the eyes of God and I'll miss a great opportunity to become a sermon illustration. Nobody wants to be a sermon illustration. So may we learn from this passage of Scripture Six ways to become a sermon illustration. Put yourself, if you want to become a sermon illustration, put yourself in authority over God's Word. How many of you tonight need to submit to God's Word? You're living in sin. God showed it to you. You're rebelling against God's Word. Guess what's so wonderful about rebelling against God's Word? Did you know there was something wonderful about rebelling against God's Word? Here's what's wonderful about it. 
you can repent of your sin and turn to faith in Christ. And Jesus will hear your prayer and forgive your sin. And you can have peace and fellowship with God tonight. Number two, forsake all Bible truth because of a few hypocrites. Are you letting a few people keep you from serving the one true in God, living God? Oh, don't do that. How many hypocrites we got? Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a religious lawmaker. Don't use your religion for promotion. And do not exalt yourself. Humble yourself and become a servant. There's this chorus we sang. When I was just a teenager, Fred had taken us on a mission trip. It was a in-the-states mission trip. We'd gone to serve up in Kentucky. And I don't remember exactly what all we did. I remember doing it. I remember being there some. But I remember something very specific. We had devotions in our dorm in the place where we're staying every night. And we were working all day long and come home tired. But Tim Jane would lead us in a chorus. It went like this. Make me a servant, humble and meek. Lord, let me lift up those who are weak. And may the prayer of my heart always be. Make me a servant. Make me a servant. Make me a servant today. That should be our hearts throb as children of God. That we'd be servants to the people around us. I'll just let you know something. If you want to serve and help, you'll have an opportunity. If it's in your heart to do, tomorrow, probably even tonight before you get home, God will give you an opportunity to serve him by serving someone else. Let's not be a sermon illustration. Let's hear what God had to say to the crowd. And be servants, humbly serving our Savior. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, Check us out at ChilhoweeBaptistChurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.